possible. Now the Eagles to come back again. To fall forward. Oh, Barney! Darling tapping. Darling again. Gives it to Ryan. And then Ryan's little kick is a good one to Kennedy. Yes! 50. McGovern. McGovern. What a player. What a mark, Bruce. What a mark. And he goes to Your hosts, Awaza and Wayne. Yes, we're the podcast for the fans of the West Coast Eagles, brought to you by Podcast Central, the new home of podcasts. How are you going, Wayne? Yeah, good, Wazza. Very good. Had a good couple of weeks off. Uh, yes. Just um, not football-wise. Yes, it's been a little bit of a break. Just want to say hi to uh, one of the listeners out there, Pam Baker. She w- listens every week, and uh, she and a few others messaged to say, I hope they haven't missed the show. No, you hadn't. We've been on a bit of a break. Um, Dan can't be with us tonight because of family reasons, so hopefully he's back next week. But, yeah, it's been a good small break and a lot's happened in the last fortnight, mate. Yeah, it has a real lot. Uh, I'll miss Dan tonight because he's my stats man. Because you, know, <laughs> you know me, I'm not the stats man. I've got but, plenty uh, of them to throw around if you want, mate. Don't worry about that. Yeah, but, Let's yeah. just recap. We got smashed by Port. It was um, We were trying to turn the power out on them and I think they turned us off. And, uh, well, last week, Cats at their dung heap. We haven't won there since 2006, 54 the, point. The big comeback game. Comeback, and we mm. still haven't won there. It's a nine-goal yeah. winning margin still intact. Yeah, I, th- agree. Look, I think, um, you know, that disappointing game against Port, I can't help thinking that Scotty Lysad had a lot to do with that. I don't know if you noticed in the change rooms after, Ken Hinkley went straight to him, gave him a massive big hug and a big chat. So I'd say his intel was probably a bit better than Simo thought. So. Oh, and Schofield said they should have taken him off their premiership WhatsApp. That would have really upset him. Yeah. And they said in hindsight they should have done it because it would have put him off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't. Mm. Uh, so, look, we'll, yeah, everyone knows what happened with Port. We went to Cats before. We will talk about Cats later in the final siren. But we were at that dung heap and we haven't won. That's a hoodoo ground for us. But there's a bigger hoodoo ground coming up. We've beaten MCG Hoodoo. We can't do the Caterina. I don't think we'll ever will now because of the shape of the ground. But SCG, we've had three wins. Yeah, in in all the years, yeah. yeah. Again, we don't seem to adapt to that small ground. So. We've got close a couple of times of yeah. late, but we play Sydney in round 12. And do we mark it down as a loss? Do coaches mark it down as a loss? Did they... Mark that Cats game down as a loss. I don't know. I think they could have marked the. Uh, I think they could have marked the Cats one down, but I, I as I've said, I'm, I've said a few uh, for a week now. I still think our best footy is from round ten onwards. I'm still totally convinced we haven't got a premiership hangover. I think we've got more. Oh yeah, we haven't, we haven't had a preseason like the other clubs have had, and I think we're going to find our full fitness at about round ten. Just players out there, you can see they're not fit. Well, I go through the fixtures at the start of the year and I pencil in ones that I think we'll lose. <clears throat> and at round six, which we are, I had a set three and three. But the only problem is the ones I thought we'd win, 
we've lost and vice versa. Yeah. So, so at the end of the day, I'm not um, too unhappy about it. Like I said, it's round six. Premierships aren't won in April. So no. as long as the next four or five weeks, they, they've got to get on their horse somehow. We've got a good run next the th- next three weeks, really. Well, well you, you have a look. you got Gold you got Suns this week. Yeah. So if you, you can't beat them, there is something wrong. you got St. Kilda away. On yeah. current form, you wouldn't be putting your house on it. No, the Saints have improved this year. And that they've improved. Then you've got Melbourne at home. Yeah. So you should, the way they're playing, but people get played into form all the time. Mm. And after that, we've got, I think, the Western Bulldogs and Adelaide. So yeah. there's a bit of a few little roughies in there. Yeah. I think, too, sometimes games can play you into form. Yeah. You know, and this competition has showed this year, if you're 5% off, you'll oh, lose. You're gone. But if you can get that 5% back... Yeah, you can make it. You can turn this this season to turn around as quick as it's gone. Oh, that's a little bit for sure. Shape. So, no question. If we can win the next four, we'll, we'll be sitting back and people will be going, well, "What? What happened yeah, last week?" Exactly. And um, just one thing while we're on that, and because we run a couple of Eagles pages, uh, the Next Generation Group page, um, you know, there's a thing called supporters that are put on there, and every time I lost, it seems to be like the supporters go each other, and no one's right or wrong, but. If you're a supporter of the club, that's where you are. Mm. doesn't matter how you support. Don't tell anyone how to support your club because everyone supports them in their own way. And if it's a bit negative to you, scroll on by or don't comment. Um, if you're a positive, cool. Great. Yeah. And, you know, I just can't reiterate it enough. Every year it happens and it just seems to happen after a loss. And only one thing I will say, and I love my Eagles and you do too and I'm obsessed, but if you accept mediocrity and a performance like that, well, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Um, the club, the boys wouldn't even accept it. No. And I know they wouldn't accept it because they've already talked about it. Sim- and Simo didn't close that session yesterday for for a oh, reason. Yeah. He didn't want people to say see what was happening yeah. and what he's probably saying to the behind players. closed doors. A lot of stuff happens to you positive people, so yeah. just don't worry about that. Yeah. But Simo's a good coach. You'll have him in the right spot. And look, you know, it's not if you lose, it's how you lose. Yeah. Now, that's my big concern, and that's why I get a bit angry when we lose. It's how you lose. If you lose and it's a good effort, great. Mm. But if you're going to sit there and lay down, which sometimes you can perceive that, why not come out? You pay a lot of money to see these exactly. guys. So. I mean, the prof- professional players, do they get worse when yeah. we, we throw out? To and them. the players know it. And yeah. they're, you know, they're the first ones that want to turn it around, and yeah. let's hope they do. Let's get on to some more stuff. I know we'll briefly touch on the AFLW. He was signed another two, uh, Kate Bartlett, and she's from the Bulldogs and Casey Davison. So their list is building. Um, and I'd say by the next end of the month, they'll have their old squad going ready for 2020. Yeah, it's a funny competition. You know, as you know, I'm not a big follower of it, but... I've been listening to a lot of um, different avenues and different podcasts and the way they want to do it. And the AFLW, I mean, the AFL Players Association want it to be a longer season. They want it to be run better and all that. So the vision is there. They've just got to get it right. They've jumped the gun, which I've always said. Mm. So let's hope they get it right because there is girls out there that want to play it and... In 10 years' time, we might be sitting here going, geez, what a good competition. Well, yeah. they, we hope so. Yeah, you can't have this club swapping, though, after after one season, two no. seasons. I, you know, I saw Katie Brennan say, I just needed a change. I mean, she's only played 20 games. For yeah, well, that's weird. It's ridiculous. But you say 20 games, that's over three years. Yeah, so. exactly. So yeah. that's what they need to mean. And on the AFLW, they've got the Waffles Women competition starting this week. That's right, yeah. So that's going to be interesting to see how that goes. All right, we're going to do something here differently, uh, Wayne. Uh, 
Dan's not here, so um, I'm going to fire 10 questions at you, and they've got to be quick question, uh, answers, all right? right? So you're the only one who's going to be answering them now. <laughs> no pressure. Sorry, Dan. So I might jump in a few. All right, number one, if Eagles finish out of the eighth and get a top 10 draft pick, do they trade that for Tim Kelly? No. Why? Because I think I think they'll have the deal with deal with Tim Kelly done well before draft time. All right, cool. All right, two. Do they revert to a two ruckman game plan or continue with a one and a pinch hitter? Uh, I think you should go back to what was successful, the two. The two. And we might be able to bring that up in the waffle segment. I'll All right, we'll bring that up then. Um, with a plethora of halfback flankers, and now that one of them, Super Freak Watson, is injured, is he in danger of being cut at the end of the year? I don't think he is. He's on, the think, he's on the rookie list? Yeah, I think they had him as a late developer. And, I, you know, I think he's still showing enough to um, come on. I mean, you've got guys like Schofield coming at the very end of their career. Yep. So, no, well, I, I hate that dude because he's, he's one of my favourites. And yeah. if, if they do cut him, I'll, I'll cry. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, can Archie break into the AFL side or is he just a really good waffle player? I think the latter, myself. I've always said that. He's a good waffle player, and even then he's not playing that well in the waffle at the moment, but I just don't think he's quite there as a runner. For, for me, to him to be in the waffle side, he has to dominate. That's right. He has to dominate at waffle level, and he dominated at SANFL level. That's right. Now, I don't know what the levels, uh, the differences are in WA and South Australia. I think we beat him in the state last year. We did. But you've got to dominate, and Daniel Kerr on Coast to Coast said, you've got to dominate. It's not just getting 25 possessions. You've got to actually have... Dominate, yeah. You know, you can, anyone can get twenty five possessions. They've got to be one hundred percent dominating. I agree. All right. Number five was Simo highlighting the hard surface of Optus to deflect the bad loss to Port. No, because he's brought it up before. Uh, the timing was really, yeah, really was. weird for me, and that's the reason I asked the question. Yeah. All right. Number six: Have the rest of the comp worked out how to beat the Eagles, or the Eagles just lacking confidence, drive, and hunger? Is it a blip on the radar? I think a bit of both. Because teams look at obviously what how they played last year, so they're going to try and negate it. And and I think, as I said before, I still think they don't think they're quite as fit as they should be. And I just think it's a little bit of a lacking confidence at the moment. One game could turn this whole thing around. Yep, I agree. Seven. Are the umpires having trouble to adjusting to the new rules? I think some of them are because every year there's so many rules. I mean, to be fair to the umpires. They get given a new list of rules, and as Clarko says, they're not full time. They've got other jobs, and they come in and train and trying to work out these new rules. There must be confusion there. Well, I'm going to say my piece of the umpires in the final siren segment. Number eight, with the scoring at a 50 time year all time low, have the coaches outsmarted the triple six rule, or is it too early to tell? And is the six six rule overrated? I think it's a bit early to tell, and maybe I, it's not as what I thought it'd be, but. In saying that, the minute the ball's bounced and it's kicked, it completely back into normal yep. to me. Because you so, put your uh, player behind the play. That's right. Um, it is good from the ruck if you can get that clearance yeah. and kick it down. Can't wait till Nick comes back because it's going to be good. Um, round nine, will the Eagles make the top four? I'll tell you in round 16 because that's always my time when I tell you. <laughs> At the moment, you'd say Sitting no. Sitting on the fence. At the moment, you'd say no on their current form. But like I say, if that changes quite easy, they could quite easily make the top four. But round 16, I always make, that's when I think you know what's going to happen. All right, the number 10, the mid-season draft draws near. 
the Eagles don't have a spot on the list, and I don't think they will, but just happens that they do. Is there a player in the state league comp or a next um, AFL player that you would pick? There's only one. You know who it is that I'd say. Fisher? No, no Brady Gray. Brady Gray? He'd be the only one I'd pick up after the Eagles lift. Really? Yeah. All right. Just I, with I, the Tom Brass going down mm. for 7 to 10 weeks, I don't think they can be put down as a long-term injury because it has to be from round 14. Um, I just thought Fisher might have that little bit of a niche that for our back line if we did need it. Yeah, uh, Fisher's 28, so he's not a young guy. And he's been in... You're talking about Andrew Fisher. Yeah, yeah. But he's been more playing probably centre line right. wing in the amateurs. That's where he made his mark. I, I, I liked what he's done at Waffle level, but he's been pretty good. Have you got the question there for, from Dan? I certainly So Dan have. can't come tonight, so he's uh, sent in a question to ask. Right, the question, Dan, I'll give, let you answer this one, mate. If we elect not to use a tag against the Suns, which we most likely won't, need to do need to do sorry should Hutch get dropped for lack of matchup and brought back in the next week nah I'd keep him in I totally agree. I reckon Hutch has done really good um, yeah. somebody asked me because I said he had nine possessions um, only against a week and they said oh so you're saying he had a bad game I didn't say that at all because he was on Tim Kelly Mm. And he did a really good job. Yeah. But we'll talk about more of that in the final siren. And I think Hutch can go forward and he plays well going forward. All right, guys, uh, we're only going to do one show tonight as well because I forgot half the stuff that we need to do the shows. So we're going to do a little bit of the Waffle Report right now. It's the Eagle Nation Waffle Wrap. Right, the Eagles are at the Waffle, won their second game against Claremont, just 12 goals, 5.77 to 11 goals, 9.75. Uh, the goals for the Eagles were uh, Bailey Williams got three and Waterman three, McGuinness two, and there were singles to Gray, Brayshaw, Brooksby and Allen. And in Claremont, one of my favourites who got uh, delisted by the Eagles, Callan England, got a three. Lee, he's probably the favourite for the Burning Nail and Middle. Three and others where uh, Waterman's brother got one. So it was really great to see Alec back in there. I reckon. That's yeah, it's good for footy for him. Um, unfortunately, uh, Francis Watson got injured, as we said in the pregame before. So um, it's a bit of unfortunate there. Um, look, the Eagles got off to a great start. They kicked seven of the f- seven goals in the first quarter. Didn't kick another goal for nearly two quarters, and Claremont edged their way back by half time. They were in front. It was a bit of a slug after that, so it was good that the Eagles held on to get it across the line, and they only got it there in the last quarter. Yeah, yeah. No, they, look, there. I think you find in around the country, none of the um, none of the resi teams are really dominating in their competitions either. Yeah. Because you got, but well, they won't. Because you got young guys playing, and you got top ups from yeah. amateurs and things like that. But I think some good signs are coming out, like um, Keegan Brooksby, where I talked about in that question. Yep. Yeah, he's really rucking well. And he actually he looks like he outrucked Vardy last week. He had another, what, 24 or 14 possessions and 27 uh, hit 27 outs. 27 hit outs. Yep. I think the week before he had 42 hit outs yeah. in a game. Vardy didn't really have much impact until late in the game. Yeah. And he took he three great marks. Three and, strong um, marks in the forward half. But maybe that's adjusting from AFL to waffle level. I don't know. I know he's one of your faves and he is a favourite of mine, but he needs to get himself in the form. True. Yeah. And um, it'd be brave man, Sim, if he brought him back in this week 
especially with Brooksby playing pretty good. Um, yeah. You know, I, I've always said hunger. I, I'd probably bring Brooksby in if they want to go to two Ruckman, but somehow I can't see it. Hamish Brayshaw, one of my favourites, 28 disposals, nine tackles, seven inside 50s and a goal. Now, that's dominating. Yes, yeah. And... He's hit his straps. I think he needs to be bought in. Um, Andrew we'll Duffy talk about it in the bounce down. If he doesn't come in, I'm going to cry. Andrew Duffy, <laughs> Andrew Duffy having him every week. So, <laughs> Duff loves him. And I think to the other one who's really, I think, knocking on the door is Matthew Allen. Yeah. Again, he's had another 24 possessions in the centre. He's had seven inside 50s. Yeah. And uh, I think the forgotten man there too is Jackson Nelson. Who's, uh, yeah, well, he's been playing consistent he's playing footy. Really consistent and footy, so. I had him probably, if they were going to drop Schofield, you could probably bring him in. But Scofield does play the tours a lot better, so yeah. uh, I think he might be a little bit safe. Uh, look on Claremont, Jai Bolton, Jesus Christ, dual Sandover medalist, mm. uh, 36 disposals, 9 inside 50s, and then they got another Sandover medalist in Kane Mitchell, yeah. 30 disposals, 10 tackles. Declan Mountford, he's a good player, 28 and 8. Um, and like I said before, Callan England. He played a lot of Colts and reserves last year. He's getting a chance at league at Claremont, and he's doing really good. So, um, look, Eagles take on South Fremantle this week down at the Frio Dungheap at one fifteen. If you can get down there, go down there and watch. Um, then jump on the train and go up to Optus and have a look because they had 2,000 at the Claremont game and understandably say there's not much room with the new mm-hmm. high-rises. But get down to Frio Oval and... Support the guys. Uh, we'll quickly go through the uh, injury list because we're, we're going to do two separate shows, but we're not. So Jack Redney will come back into the Eagles side. Uh, Willie Rioli's three weeks. Francis Watson's two to three weeks. Uh, Brass is out for seven to ten weeks. And Nick Nat knew well. We don't know when he's back, but from all the word is, if he does come back, he'll be going through the waffle. Right. Which will be interesting. Well, Simo's saying, saying it won't be before the bye. Yeah, well, it's interesting. I, I reckon he'll probably come back. He'll play Waffle before the bye. Mm. But, yeah, we'll have to have a look. I'm, I just can't wait for Willie DeRoll to come back. But that's the Waffle Wrap. Guys, we're just going to keep it short and sweet. We'll do a full and extensive one next round uh, when I've got all my stuff together. <laughs> and we'll go from there. Let's uh, go into the final siren. <laughs> The final siren. Well, as we said at the start of the show, the nine-goal win was kept intact. Long 15-14-104, disposed of West Coast, seven goals, 4-46. Rowan, four goals, three of them in the first quarter. Hawkins, three. Myers, two. Ablett, two. Radicalia, Stanley, Constable and Dangerfield with other scorers in West Coast. Well, they found it hard to find avenues to goal. Kennedy, two. Petricelli, one. Marston, one. Hickey, one. Allen and Yo, one. Um, where do we start? I want to get quickly into this. Cats dominated from the start, but who the friggin' hell were those umpires? Mm-hmm. On Anzac game, they were bad. Um, I'm not saying the umpires cost Eagles a game because they didn't. But some of the decisions there were just unbelievable. And when I look at the names, Gorman, Finlay and Mollison, I've never heard of these no. umpires ever. They tended not to play the player um, going to the ball. I think they allowed Selwood to go back to his old ways of yeah, pushing I've, the shoulder up and getting the arm around the neck a few times. I've always been in Selwood's um, corner. Oh, I, I always am. Cause I and and I still am. But mm. what I saw him do on the weekend, that two of them were outright ducks. Oh, without a doubt. And I'm just like, oh, I... That's the first time I've really noticed yeah. it. Um, but, like I said, 
wasn't the reason why no, the no. Eagles lost. We have to talk about the Cats because it was a dominant victory. And, you know, the first quarter was like the Eagles got the first goal and I'm thinking, no, oh, that's a good start. Then it just, the lights were turned out. Mm. Rowan, three goals. Now, Rowan ain't a great player, but he was made look good. But the person who was delivering the ball, Gary Ablett, was unbelievable. It was like Midas touch. Yeah. And I'm not having to go out the coaching stuff, but Cole was on him too long. Yes. And he just got smashed. And it was probably Cole's worst game, I reckon. Yeah. And he's had two average ones in a row, so I don't know. I think, and I think Geelong have recruited well. You know, oh, they Gary, have. They recruit for positions. And I think I sent you a message. I was on my way home from basketball Sunday and listened to the first quarter, and they were talking about Gary Rowan, and apparently at Sydney he was talk, walking on eggshells because him and uh, Longmire don't get on. All right. So that's why he wanted to come back. And Scott and Scott's giving him a free reign, and he's playing like he's look. That's his. I think that was about his fourteenth goal in the last three weeks. Well, he has. He's got four goals last week and this week. So, yeah. um You said they recruited well. They recruit for uh, position. So that's right. That they knew that Hawkins was having trouble by himself. So they got Dowhouse. They've got Rowan. They put Ablett forward. Yeah, um, young Myers. They've got he's, Constable that comes in as well. Young Graham, and Graham, you're, you're and Myers. Is, uh, I was the one that was bringing him yeah, up two, three years ago, and that's the reason why. He's and electrifying. I saw him in the TAC Cup Grand Final, kicked seven goals, yeah. and it was it was a hard game, and he was just unbelievable. I, and we end up look, we've got a good forward as well because we took Liam Ryan. Yeah, but um, yeah, he he's but, unbelievable. But, but, but when you look at their forward line now. You've got you've got the best Batman will take Hawkins. So then you've got to find someone to take Rowan. Then you uh, you've got Dalehouse in there. You've got Myers in there. And you've got Ablett resting down there too. So your best players are going to go to those players. Yeah. So that leaves like Myers and that are going to get there the least the least you know if you had to say that in defenders, but your least probably experienced best players. But they're just dominating. Yeah, they you know? and. And if forward line's only as good as the midfield, and their midfield was yes. absolutely unbelievable. Uh, in saying that, I didn't think Dangerfield did anything until the second half. Agree. And But when he did, he exploded. Mm. And it was like, we, we just couldn't go with him. We fumbled the ball a lot. Ablett, he turned back the clock. He had two goals from 28 disposals, eight inside 50s, and five goal assists. Mm. Uh, three of them were to Rowan in the first quarter. Soward ducked a lot, but... He was still there when they needed to him and 25 touches, four clearances. Um, but to me, the best player on the ground for them was Harry Taylor. I played a great game. He was just... He, in defence, like I'm not a defence defense person. I don't even know where the back line is. You, you do. <laughs> um, but it just showed the lack of respect that Jack Darling gave to mm. Taylor. Because there's too many times when Kennedy went up for a mark, he was one-on-one with a Geelong opponent and Harry Taylor come over the back. Yeah. And Jack Darling was five metres behind or nowhere to be seen. So, you know, you don't see everything on TV. You see more at the ground. People that I know from the ground said it was shocking to see our forward line set up. Cripps was just running around like a headless chook. Didn't have much impact, that, and he didn't. I think the disappointing part so far this year in our forward line, and I'd say with the exception of, I'll take Liam Ryan out of this, is that we're not putting the pressure on that we used to put on. Like, well, that yeah, that pressure, the forward like the pressure. Cripps is, again, yeah. who's had a very um, checkered pre-season because he had a toe injury for 10 weeks. And then you have um, JK, who's had a very slow pre-season too. He didn't really come into, what, the first or second game. 
Um, Jack Darling, he's supposed he had a good preseason, but he's had injuries. We've again, we've got guys in there who are not really probably as fit as they should be, and they're not putting the pressure. And I always say, if you're physically fit, you're mentally fit. If you're not physically fit, mental fitness goes out the door. Yeah. Oh, I can agree 100% on that. Geelong smashed West Coast. Contested ball 156 to 123 and had 23 more inside 50s than its opponent, than mm. Eagles. Um, we should have lost by more. 146 more disposals as mm. well. And Simo projected that at half time. He goes, if we keep going that way, we're going to have that amount. And he was like three or four disposals off. Yeah. in his assessment um, so he knew there was a problem there we couldn't get the ball we couldn't control it and that's too many fumbles uh, rush kicks like Andrew Gack there's no point being the biggest ball winner when your efficiency efficiency rate is about 40 odd percent mm. you know um, too many rushed high kicks that went nowhere um, he just but he got yeah. the ball but you got to do something with but, it. But again, they put them up. They put us under. Every time we got the ball. Yeah, they had pressure. They, they, had, they put pressure on they us. They ran in numbers. And, and Port were the same. Yep. And tremendous amount of pressure. We've got to find a way of turning that around. Let's talk about the best man on the ground for the Eagles. I thought it was Tom Hickey. 25 disposals, 32 hit outs, 12 clearances, 5 inside 50s and a goal. Um, he was pretty good. It, that was that was a yeah. classic game. Yeah, I agree. And, um, and I've been, I've, you know, me, I've been one who doesn't. Yeah, you've been one, but uh, but he did he had a good game. And well. he he needed to do it, and he probably stopped it from being any more than uh, sixty yeah. points. McGovern again, irresolute in defence as always. Seventeen disposals, six marks, one contested marks, and he had four hitouts doing the ruck work. He got second in the TNG tipping, which was weird because when you look at Bunger Hearn and look at his disposals. At 84%, he had 26 disposals, 10 marks, 12 rebounds, mm. one inside 50. On the sheet, it looked better than McGovern, but I guess yeah. on the ground, this is where stats can be manipulated. Exactly. In my in my view, Bunga got killed in the first quarter. Because he did. He, he got smashed. On, he was on Gary Rowan. Yep. And he got found out with his speed and height. And I thought McGovern was pretty close. Actually, I thought McGovern was pretty close, even better than Hickey. But yeah, look, McGovern was brilliant. I, I he played a great game. He was game. brilliant. Um, but after that, it all fell away. Nine yeah. West Coast players failed to get 10 possessions or more, and they were Schofield, Cole, Petricelli, Ryan, Kennedy, Cripps, Venables, Oscar Allen, and Hutchings. Hutchings tagged Kelly, so it's all right for him to only have nine possessions because he mm. kept Kelly. Kelly had no impact, he had 18 touches. Um, but guys like Cripps, they need to lift. Uh, Oscar Allen looks tired. Venables, I don't know where I can put him at the moment. It just, he needs to be a bit better than where he is now at his point in his career. Mm. When you look at other people from the same draft, Petricelli, when we're winning, is really, really good. He comes in early, but it fades. So once he gets that game, like he, when we are winning and, and he's in the game, he's going to be a bonus. Mm. But um, he, he needs players to put blocks on him as well because he's got that speed they've got to go back and do a block yeah. and let him get free so he can use his pace and I don't see that at the moment so no. again lack of confidence but lack of fitness lack of confidence lack of 
concentration to do that. It's a second straight loss. We're back in the pack. Um, we don't want to be losing too many more at the moment because it makes it harder in the second half of the season. The TNG voting, we touched on it. Hickey 3, Gov 2, Hearn 1. Uh, overall, Sheed 7, Hearn 6, Shuey 5, and Hickey and Gaffron 4. Um, they can turn it around. They'll bounce back. So we don't want to see too many, uh, what do you call it, games like that, do we? No. And you hopefully, let's hope that's um, been put behind them this week. I'm yeah, sure put it to bed. I'm sure there's been a lot of team meetings, yeah. and I wouldn't be surprised if Simo went down the old Dennis Pagan trail this week a little bit too. <laughs> he down on a bit of Pagan's paddock for training, which is not not very nice. And he might have used some of those old school tactics and uh, that because I listened to an interview on him today with Damien Barrett and how he does go about it, and he says he doesn't do a spray too often, but I reckon there might have been a spray after that game. <laughs> well, let's get on to the next game, the most important one. Let's hope for a win in Bounce Down. It's Bounce Down. Well, the Eagles play the Suns on Saturday night at 6.10pm at Optus Stadium. Um, let's have a look at... A bit of recent history. The last two games against the Suns, per, uh, Eagles have won by 80 points at Domain and 77 at CB. But the last two at Metricon, the Suns have won by three points and the other one was a draw. That's correct. So basically it's like it's a home game this week because we've got the wood on over here, but the wet, damp conditions that are supposed to be happening could change it a little bit. I can't see it being 80 points, but the Eagles need to win to stand there for it again. Um, it's it's a must win, that's all I can say. It is. I mean, they would have to I, they would have to look on this and the players, if they haven't got confidence going into this game to say we could dominate this game, well, we're in a bit of strife. Can't get too cocky because the Suns have improved, as we were just saying yep. off air. And I think that's due to the departures of Lynch and May that have actually galvanised the club. Yeah. And, you know, they're two co-captains that, sitting there and they were more worried about and it's you know you got to think about yourself but I just think with that club there I'm glad that they've gone because it's probably what they needed yeah because they've got a young batch of players there well young uh, yeah big uh, guy used to be Collingwood Wicks um, the Ruckman Harrison Wick yeah Wick. He, he went he went into Stuart Jew at the end of last uh, season and said, uh, and told the club where do I sign what can I do to help They've, they obviously like yep. what Stuart Dew is doing and said, what, what shall we do to help here? What can I do to help? And I think... and That's I think showing. He's their best player at the moment. I think going back on old... I think when they got rid of um, uh, McKenna, I think that's when the problem started mm. because McKenna and some of the players didn't get along, the ablets and all that. They didn't see eye to eye. Um, they just got to stick behind the coach, not the players. The coach comes first, players come second. Mm. And it's starting to tell... Sexton's been a revelation. He's been the main goal kicker for him, and he's a good kid. He's got some class, I thought. Yeah. Uh, I've just been watching him. I haven't been watching too many Suns games, but he's he's got it. Uh, you chuck in young players like Jack Lacocious, and then you add in mature play, uh, age players from the VFL like Corbett and Collins, mm. and along with Swallow, they're play, Swallow, Swallow he's playing injury-free. They're looking pretty good. Oh, Sam, I, love, I mean, I, I couldn't believe when Fremantle delisted Sam Collins and I couldn't believe that the Eagles at the time didn't pick him up, even as a rookie, because I rate him so highly. I mean, at the moment, what do we need? 
Yeah, oh, yeah, he's, we need a good defender, and yeah. he was a guy who could have just quite easy. He's a Bunga Hearn tight. He could have slotted in there quite easily. I think Frio fans are still sitting there going, "Why did we get rid of him?" Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's some things behind closed doors you never know about, but um, but yeah, it's and, one and that two with him. You tell you how good he is. Last year in the BFL, he finished third in the Liston yeah. Medal, and he played at centre back the whole year. Yeah, he's and he, mm. and I think Corbett was his actual teammate. Mm. Um, Jack Martin, well, he's playing the best footy since he's been drafted as a young guy, at seventeen, yeah. the same time as. Hogan, and maybe he's putting himself in a show to the highest bidder yeah, because he's apparently on he's on the way to yeah. Hawthorne or Essendon. Um, I can understand guys wanting to play in the uh, big sticks over there, but you know, if he is putting himself on sale, uh, Eagles have a look at him because he has got some class when he's on song. That's my only downfall with him. He, he's hot, he's hot, but when yeah. he's cold, he's very cold. Yeah. Um, you chuck in Talk Miller. Ainsworth and Hall and Smith, they're all playing a part in this rebuild, so they're doing all right. Their injury list is... Well, I've only got a few of them on here. Callum Archie, he's uh, two to three weeks. Corey Ellis, he's a week. Isaac Rankine, he's one of the yeah. number three yeah. in the uh, draft, one week. Lockie Wellers a week, so they're missing a bit. And Rory Thompson and Harrison Wig out for the season. So they are missing a little bit of um, experience in there. Yeah. But yeah, I've liked what I've seen because most people had Gold Coast finishing bottom or second bottom mm. and probably only winning three games. They've already won three. Yeah. So will they? that be the only three to win? It might be because they might have... That's one thing I noticed last week against Brisbane, running out of legs at the end of the game. Mm. So um, maybe that... Because their team is a bit young, maybe that could work against him going into the second half of the season. We've already gone over the injury report for the Eagles. Um, where are we going to win this game, mate? Well, I, this is where I think we could bring in another Ruckman because they have Wicks and they also have uh, Peter, two-metre Peter. Oh, Peter Wright, yeah. Peter Wright playing. Yep. So we need someone to combat him and he's, he's playing quite well. Yeah, he's, he's playing really pretty good. Improved. So you're probably on the money there. Uh, so I think Ruckman. that's where a maybe... Brooksby could come in, Keegan Brooksby or Vardy, and, though, you know. And he knows the Suns better than anyone else. Yes, so, so. I, I wouldn't be surprised that happens. And they, I think we've also we need to I think we need to sort out we need to sort out um, uh, Tommy's replacement because and I still think and I know a lot of people disagree with me on the on the TNG site. Aussie Allen could fill that role quite easily. People say you know, he lacks speed. I mean I know Aussie really well through basketball and that. He's a great defender. Do you he, think they're going to use Brander there instead, but? No, well, I don't know. I think I think Brander's to me. I like Brander in the forward line. To be honest, Brander's got Brander's got the skill of a um, rover. If you watch him on, well, yeah, he runs. He's he's a, his his ground ball skills yeah. are outstanding. Um, um, Hamish Brayshaw, I've already said it in pre yeah. pre uh, show. Uh, to me, just because of this game and the two losses and. I'd be taking Venable straight out and chucking Brayshaw in. Yeah, or Redden will come in. And Red Redden's definitely going to come Redden in will come if in. he that'll, passes. That'll be the Venables thing. That'll be the Venables swap. Well, they, hey, they've got to bring Brayshaw in somehow because mm. he plays at Waffle, he does really, really good, and then a few games later gets injured. Yeah. And I think they just need to make that quarter to see if he can do it at uh, AFL level. Mm. And I reckon if you chucked him in, he's a hungry ball. Mm. And I... I think that'll filter through the team. Yes. And especially for this week when they need it. And the conditions will probably suit him. Um, and maybe that's why they might say, that's why I'm thinking Oscar Allen might get a rest. Or if they do bring in another 
if they come in with a ruckman, that means Brand or, or Allen or both are going to go. I have to go yeah. out. Yeah. Because our ways are going to be too tall. Yeah. Are too tall. So. Well, Simo has a history of not, and again, I have this. With, not changing too many. Not changing too many, and not changing too many senior players. Even when we play, and look, we didn't have to do much last year. Talked to Martin Richardson on the on the side a bit, you know, and he was correct. We didn't have to last year a lot, but over the years, he, they've always let they've always dropped the young guys before they drop anyone else. And look, he, and Simo has faith in his senior place. He's always said that. So yeah, he's going to back him in. It's going to be. He doesn't believe why bring in a young guy and take out an older guy who's had two hundred games experience for a guy that hasn't had one game experience. He doesn't believe in that. He believes, well, maybe the guy that's only played 10 games, he needs a rest, and I'll bring the other guy in to swap with him. That's the way I see his thinking. And on social media, you got a lot of couch coaches, and I'll probably include myself in we that. We all are. And we all are, because that's what we are. Um, and you sit there and go, oh, well, let's take him out. Let's take him out. Let's take him out. You can't just take a player out, because, you know, you've got to have somebody that's going to fill that position and if that person at waffle level ain't filling position, the other guy's going to keep his spot. So that's why this week I wouldn't want to be a selector mm. because looking at the waffle game on the weekend, I, you got Rotham that played two great games with the Eagles. Mm. Um, he's probably a backman, so you could put him in, but for him to come out, who do you drop? Do you drop a Schofield? Do you drop a Cole? Mm. Does Cole keep his spot? Yeah. Um, does he need to be dropped back because he's had a... Oh, I personally now have an attack of Cole, but he's had a shocker. Mm. Uh, or, yeah, I think he's played one really good game. Yeah. Um, Schofield, one of my favourites, as everyone knows on this show, yeah. he's had a couple of shockers. But when you think about it, that's what we see. The role he's playing, he might not be as shocking as what we mm. think because that's what the coach wants him to do, go out and yeah. spoil. Um, he was on a hiding to none when he was left out one-on-one with um, Hawkins. Yeah. But I don't think he was supposed to be in that spot, so... No. No, it's... Uh, yeah. But I think we need... A, you need a tall, a tall, a taller player down there. That's what... I think that's what Garth's missing the most is Barras takes that... He takes that other pressure away. Oh, Barras is a massive loss. Because he take, he can go up for that big spoil. He can go to the mark if it goes over. And Gov just goes and does his own yep. thing. But now they're not allowing Gov to do that. They're, they're putting an extra man down there to yep. you know, chop his leads off. And Shepard's becoming the negating backman. Yeah. Um, and he's great at it. Hearn doing his job as always. It's just that Cole and the other, and Schofield probably need to, yeah. are they good enough to fill those other running positions yeah. out of rebounding? I don't know. Duggo's doing a pretty good job down I there. Like, I like Duggan. It's just it's, his disposal at times. His disposal. Off. But the one thing I saw about him in the Cats he kept the ball going forward. He does, he does. And he knocked it forward, forward yeah. and that's what you want. Yeah. Just knock the ball forward. If you can't get a good clearance, just knock the ball bloody forward. Yeah. And, yeah, what he, like you said, his disposal efficient probably ain't the best, but he's, he's all hard, that guy. So, so Wayne, who's going to win and by how much? Well, I'm obviously going to tip us Eagles to win, and I think we can win by at least 36 points this week. Well, I actually haven't got it written down here, but I wrote down today 36 points, Eagles. And that was just being nice. I didn't want to go too cocky. Um, If it stays dry, it could be a lot more. And hopefully it is. Uh, Your match winner for the best on ground? I think the match winner this week for us, and I'm really going to throw this one out here this week, I reckon it's going to be Jack Darling. Ooh, I reckon. So you'd have to get at least four or five goals for that, I reckon. I reckon they're gonna. Put, I reckon they put a rocket 
that far up his bum <laughs> that he's going to have to do something. I saw he, a, he won't be happy what he's. What's I saw a picture of him and it was a photo of um, grand final where he dropped the mark and it was freeze yeah. frame and it says yuck Sharon. Yeah. It's like I had a yeah. bit of a laugh at that. So yeah. he just needs and I think Jonathan Brown said he's one of these guys needs to take that ball. That's right. He needs to grab it because he's six foot four, mm. built like a British shit house. Uh, you know, he's an, he's an athlete and he needs to impose himself on the well, game. Well, after six games, first six games last year, he was favourite for well, the Brownlow. He was, so mm. if he can recapture that form, it's going to be great. My match winner, I'm just going to... I'm going to take the easy way out. I'm going to say Shuey's just going to have a blinder. Because mm. I, I know they're going to either tag Shuey or they're going to tag Yo, and I'm hoping they tag Yo because I reckon Shuey will just go nuts. Yeah. And he seems to play up to save really well. Yeah. Um, Yoey needs probably... Uh, you know, Yoey, he's been playing with footy, but he needs to recapture that form as well. Yeah. Um, first goal. First goal. Let's let's have a crack this week. I reckon JK. Right, you're going JK. I'm going to get say I'm not say your man Shuey's going to get it out of the first first dig out of the square straight down to JK's throat, and he'll get that first goal. Well, I want to go for the trifecta. I want to go for Petrocelli three weeks in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Good deal. And I hope he's on fire. And, um, and I'll tell you the bloke I really... And this is going to piss everybody off. The bloke I really want to see do more is Maston. You know what? You can all say what you like, but... To, all right, he's got 16 possessions and they're 100% efficiency over 25, 30 metres. I want to see him burst through the middle and kick a 40-metre pass down to Kennedy leading out from the goals. Yeah, and I can understand that. And, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm one of his favourite fans and I've been, I, that's why I'm so critical of him. And I've always said he's better forward of the centre, mm. right? But against Cats, he played along the half-back line and, to me, he did his job. He, he, he snuffed up one kick, I think. And I was just watching him and I'm sitting there and I'm reading on social media, people just attacking him going, look... I can understand people attacking him, but attacking when he's crap. Mm. And he wasn't crap. He was by far the, you know, he wasn't the best, but he wasn't the worst no. either. Um, but yeah, he yeah. needs to do more. He wasn't 100%. Because yeah. I saw Yeah, he wasn't 100%. I saw him foul too. Yeah, well, that. But not that they were bad, but I must yeah. say, he was in there probably top five. And I gave point. him, yeah, I had him in the top five and he ran his guts yeah. out. And that's what he does good. He said, he, I like him forward of the ball. And yeah, hey, I'd love to see Marso get bets and ground and shut yeah. a lot of people up. I want to see him. I want to see him burst out of the middle, th- break that line, and kick yeah. it long into our forward line because he has got a great kick, but he tr- he tends to kick a little bit low and it gets blocked, yeah. cut off. All right. Well, let's hope the Eagles are black out the sun this week at Optus Oval and have a bigger ecl- eclipse, as they call it. Um, and we'll be back next week. Hopefully, Dan's with us next week. Um, Eagle Nation is on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can download the shows from there, or you can go to a multitude of po- podcast platforms. In SoundCloud, SoundCloud is our preferred. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Castro, Castbox, Overcast, Wooshka. There's hundreds of them. Um, or you can go to our new page, Podcast Central, which is uh, a new page that sort of like promotes a lot of different. Podcast, yep. you got sports ones, pop culture, wellness, music, technology, and some really good new ones on there. We're all amateur podcasts. There's no big names, so to speak, but um, you know, get on there and promote it. And if you like your podcast, you might find someone that you haven't heard before. Yeah, and then uh, let's all get down the game on the weekend, and don't give anyone an excuse to leave early. Yeah, don't right. leave early. You'll well, be I'll be at the Crown anyway. Yeah. <laughs> all right, catch you guys. Thanks, Wayne. Yeah, catch see you. Mate. Shit.
Kraft leads the charge. Now Nelson beautifully read by Shepard.